Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Last Sunday, I mentioned to you that in my time away, I began to just really seek the Lord about what He would want to say to this local church. And, and I felt like the, the Holy Spirit came back to me uh, with one word, and that word was the word urgent. That word urgent, urgent, say urgent. The word urgent. And that word urgent and urgency, it, it means to, to give attention to a critical event. It's urgent that we give attention to the, to the critical events that are around us. That word urgent means to, to respond to a critical situation. Not only are we to give attention to the critical uh, events and situations that are going on around us, not only are we to give attention, but we're to respond to it. The church is to respond with urgency to the critical situations and critical events that we see going on around us in the world. So I, I shared with you, I felt compelled to start last Sunday by the Holy Spirit just to share with you just something, a series with one word I'm calling urgent, urgent. And, and I want to talk to you about uh, why and how that we need to respond to the critical events and the critical situations that we see unfolding, not only locally here, but even globally, and how we can respond. Listen, we, don't miss this, we are living in urgent times. I really believe that with all my heart. I'm just not up here saying that. I believe that we are in urgent times, and urgent times require an urgent response. And so the church needs to be ready. We need to be ready. We need to be ready to respond. So the question is, are you living your life right now with urgency? With urgency. So last week, I mentioned to you that I wanted to challenge you like I've never challenged you before. And, and, and listen, you know, I'm challenging you because I love you. I'm taking the word of God and I'm challenging you because I love you. I'm taking the word of God and challenging you because I believe with all my heart that God is trying to wake us up. When I say wake us up, I mean the pastor, the church. I believe God is trying to wake us up and get our attention and get ready to respond to the return of Jesus Christ. I believe that I'm fully committed to that. I'm fully committed to making sure that this local church is ready. So last week, I shared with you out of the Gospel of Matthew uh, 25, chapter 25, and I talked to you about the parable of the ten virgins. And, and we realized that in the parable of the ten virgins, the main theme in there is urgency, urgency. The question is, are you prepared? Are you prepared? I'm asking you this morning again. Are you prepared for the return of Jesus Christ? Are you ready? Do you have oil in your lamp? Are you a light in these last days? Are you ready? Are you prepared? We learn so much out of this parable in, uh, the, about the virgins there, the ten virgins. We learned about the urgent cry. That there was a cry going out during that time that said, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. And the closer the groom got to the bride, the louder the cry got. And we as the church should be crying out today that the Jesus is coming and he's coming soon. 
It was an urgent cry, and it was also, I'll review here with you real quickly, the urgent crisis. What was the crisis? There were so many crises in that parable that Jesus pointed to. But the crisis was, is they were not ready, and they were caught by surprise. I wonder if there's anybody here today that when Jesus comes back, you're going to be caught by surprise. There'll be people caught by surprise. And then there was the urgent challenge when Jesus said, you got to be ready. you got to watch and be ready. And that means to maintain readiness, stay prepared, that you're just not prepared on Sunday, but you're living for the Lord every day. Hallelujah. So that was the parable of the ten virgins. So today we're going to look at the same gospel of Matthew chapter 25. We're going to get right into it. And listen, Jesus is speaking here, and it's just a continuation of a conversation that he's having with his followers He's in Matthew 29. Your homework, if you didn't do it last week, your homework this week is to read the whole chapter of Matthew 25. Matthew 25, you read the entire chapter because we're going to be staying here for a while as the Lord leads us. But this, this Matthew 25, it's a continuous conversation that Jesus is having with his followers and he continues to speak to them about his return and he speaks to them about the parable of the ten virgins and being prepared and he moves right on into a conversation that never stops and he starts talking to them about the parable of the talents the parable of the talents and the main focus of this parable is opportunity that's why I titled the message today urgent opportunity don't waste it don't waste it if we could describe the parable of the ten virgins with one word, we could describe it with the word watch. If we could describe the parable of the talents that I'm getting ready to read to you, we could describe it with one word, and it would be work. It would be work. And Jesus is saying that if we're truly watching, if we're truly watching, if we're truly prepared for his return, then we will be working. We will be doing the, Lord, the, the work of the Lord as we're watching. We're not ready if we're not doing nothing. We're ready when we're working for the Lord. He says you'll be working. You'll not only be watching, but you'll be working. And in this parable, Jesus is describing. He's describing to us what a ready life looks like. He's describing that a ready life is going to be one that's watching and waiting for my return, and it's one that's going to be working. It's a life that takes advantages of opportunities that God gives us. It's a, it's a life that never wastes an opportunity. It's a life that never misses an opportunity. It's a life of faithfulness and service to the kingdom of God. God, help us today not only to be watchful, but also to be working for the Lord. It's urgent, friend. Jesus is using this parable to teach us some very powerful truths. And listen, before I read the parable to you, I want you to remember the context of everything I'm reading. The context is that Jesus is speaking to them about the end times. He's speaking to them about his return, and he's encouraging them to be ready, to be watchful, and to be working in the last days. So let me read to you in Matthew 25. You got your Bibles. I'll have it on the screen. Verses 14 through 30. It's a little bit lengthy, but we need to hear the word of God. Matthew 25, Jesus is speaking to his followers about the end times. It's a continuation of the conversation. Again, Jesus said, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property or his wealth to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. 
The man who had received the five talents, listen to this, he went at once, he went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent, he went off and listen, he dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants, he came back, he returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents, he brought Keep that word in mind. He brought the other five. And master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. Some translations say, come and share in the, in the joys of the Lord. The man with the two talents came and said, Master, he said, I, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I've gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew. I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid, and I went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. And the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I've not sown and gather where I've not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Father, in the name of Jesus, I need you right now to please help me. God, I pray, Lord, my heart will be filled with your love your grace and your mercy. And I pray that the hearts of everyone gathered here today that is hearing the gospel, God, I'm trusting your anointing right now, Lord, to speak to all of us. Open our hearts, Lord, to be ready for what you want to do today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, before I go any further, I want to just clarify something here that really is going to set this uh, teaching today for you that the master here in this passage, this parable, the, the Bible says he gave the servant talents. Now, what is a talent? A talent is, it's really a massive amount of money. Many scholars believe it was uh, bags of gold, but it weighed about 80 pounds. A talent weighed uh, around 80 pounds. And many scholars believe when you study this that, that it equaled out to be about 15 to 20 years of a worker's uh, wages. So that was pretty much a retirement fund right there. 15 to 20 years of a worker's wages. And many scholars believe that that amount then, if you equated it to the amount today, one talent would be equal to about a million dollars. So those servants, one servant, he got five million, one got two million, and the other got one million. Man, you know, you give your life to Jesus, he gives you a million dollars. You know, there's people are teaching crazy mess like that right there. You know, he gives us something way better than money. He gives us salvation. Hallelujah. Aren't you grateful for that today? <laughs> Glory to God. 
But here's the point right here. The point is that the talent, it represents, uh, it represents something that's massive in worth. That's the point. The point is the talent represents something that's massive in worth. The parable here is teaching us that a talent, listen, don't miss this because this is crucial for the rest of the day. The talent is a massive opportunity that God gives us. The talent is a massive opportunity or opportunities that God gives us. So as we look at this parable, I want to give you the first point here, knowing that a talent equals opportunity given to us by God. The very first thing you need to know today is that followers of Christ have been entrusted with opportunities. Followers of Christ have been entrusted with opportunities. You can highlight that word entrusted, whatever you need to do, bold it, underline it, but you have been entrusted. You have been entrusted with opportunities from God. And we see here in this story that all three servants had been entrusted with talents. God had given every one of those servants an opportunity. The Bible says that the master, he entrusted his property, he entrusted his wealth to the servants, and then he went away for a while. You know what that means? That means he's going to come back. And one servant, he gave five talents. One servant, he gave two talents. One servant... He gave one talent, which represents opportunities. Listen to me. It is urgent, urgent, urgent this morning that we realize that God has entrusted to us massive opportunities. Massive opportunities that God has given all of us, especially in the day and time that we live in now. We have the opportunity to proclaim the gospel. Hallelujah. We have the opportunity to to witness and make Christ known to this world. We have the opportunity to pray for one another and pray for our nation. We have the opportunity to be light in darkness. You know, our world needs some light right now. We have the opportunity to stand up for truth. We have the opportunity to do good. We have the opportunity to forgive someone and make amends with someone. We have an opportunity to give our time. We have our opportunity to give our our giftings. We have an opportunity to give our resources to advance the gospel. We have an opportunity to serve the suffering. I'm just here to tell you this morning that God is constantly giving us massive opportunities. I never dreamed and never sought after the opportunities that God has opened up in my life. I know you could say the same. Never dreamed of the many opportunities that God would open up. One great opportunity. Listen, the opportunity to pastor this awesome church. I see Pastor Doug Bartlett over there. Man of God, led this church for 17 years, led me to the Lord. Listen, when I was over there on Dale Road, I was more concerned about my bar membership running out, and now God's given me an opportunity to pastor a church. I never thought in a million years I would be standing here proclaiming the gospel. It's an opportunity. That God has given, opportunity God has given to win souls. I think about the opportunity God has given this church over the years, the opportunity to win so many souls to Christ and make disciples, the opportunity to support missionaries all over the world. That's an opportunity to spread the gospel. And by the way, today at 6 o'clock, the Global Outreach Service will be on Facebook, and there'll be a recording there, and you can tune into it, and I'll share some more information later on social media. Looking forward to that service, Pastor Doug. And we appreciate all that you do for our missionaries and 
spreading the gospel throughout the nations. Listen, I thought about the opportunity. I'm just talking to you about what the opportunities that God gives us. They're massive opportunities. I thought about the opportunity that we've had over the last few years. We're talking about hurricane season now. Man, you know the opportunity that we have had with that mobile kitchen? We have fed thousands and thousands of people over the last few years through that storm. That's a great opportunity to share the love of God. The opportunity to transport kids through our impact and through our Royal Rangers. We, we have an opportunity now to crank a bus up in a van and go out into our community and pick up kids that have no way to church, but we can get them here so they can experience the love of God. The opportunity to feed children through our local backpack meals in our local schools. The opportunity to be on campus in our local schools. Man, God has opened a big door there for us. And we give God all the glory. Uh, opportunity to be on the campus in our schools, to be able to share the gospel. We've had an opportunity to buy Bibles and give out to the students at school. Friend, I'm just telling you right now, God is opening up doors. The opportunity uh, to, to help uh, these people that are in our community that are dealing with addictions through our Celebrate Recovery ministry, led by Matt Sessoms and his team. The opportunity to partner with Cry Freedom to help rescue those that are being sex trafficking, they're involved in sex trafficking. The opportunity to bless, to, to bless frontline workers that have been uh, working through the, the recent pandemic, that they've been out there working. We've been able to come alongside of them and encourage them and pray for them and bless them. And listen, God continues to open up new opportunities. I'm excited to tell you today that God has opened up another opportunity for us here at this church. Starting in September this year, we're going to open up a ministry called Grief Share that's going to be a ministry that's going to help people who are grieving over lost loved ones. We are going to start that in September. It's going to be a blessing to this church. It's going to be a blessing to our community. But starting in September... You'll hear more about the Grief Share ministry. Listen, in just a week or so, right now we're already working on it. We're, the opportunity, I'm just telling you about what God is doing, the opportunity that God has given us that we're putting together back-to-school survival kits for our uh, people who work in the school system, our teachers, administrators, whoever, and there's about 65 of them right here in this church, and we're going to bless them with a back-to-school survival kit. Boy, they're going to need it this year. Hallelujah. And we're going to spend a whole week praying for them and uh, spend a day of fasting for them. That's the greatest thing we can do. So I'm looking forward for all the opportunities. Listen, I say all this to give the Lord glory for all the opportunities. And I could keep going. I could keep going and going and going. And I could just tell you all that God is doing, all the opportunities. But I'm here to tell you today that greater things are still to be done. Greater things are still to be done. Listen, God has entrusted followers with massive opportunities in these last days. Every one of us, every one of you sitting under the sound of my voice, every one of you watching online today, listen, right now you have an opportunity to do something for God. You have an opportunity. And Jesus is taking this parable and he's teaching us that these opportunities are not to be wasted. They're not to be wasted. He's given us opportunities all around us, and they're not to be wasted. I wonder, I'm just wondering, I was praying this morning, I wonder how many God opportunities that I've missed in my lifetime for whatever reason. I wonder how many God opportunities you've missed. How many God opportunities have you missed in your lifetime because of whatever? Listen, I say that to say this. It's urgent, it's urgent that we act on these opportunities 
and not waste them. That's what Jesus is saying. I'm, listen, what will we do? What will you do with the opportunities that God has entrusted to you? Will you walk through the door of opportunity or are you going to waste an opportunity? Jesus is saying, do not waste the opportunity that I'm putting before you. The second thing I tell you here, not only has God entrusted to us opportunities, but followers of Christ must make the most of our opportunities. We must make the most of our opportunities. We have a responsibility to make the most of our opportunities. Verse 16 says this, one servant turned five into 10 and one servant turned two into four and one servant hid his. And Jesus is using these two faithful servants as a, uh, an example for us that we would remain faithful to the Lord. It's, a, it's, a, it's an example for us to follow in regards to faithfulness. They were faithful, and they teach us how we need to respond to the opportunities that are, are presented to us by the Lord. They teach us how to respond and make the most of every opportunity. You know how they responded? They responded with urgency. If you remember what I read to you, their very first one was given his talents, and it says at once he went out. He didn't waste no time. He said, you know what? It's time to get to work for the Lord and give me what I need and I'm going out and I'm going to respond with urgency. They were urgent to get started and they were urgent to produce fruit. Is that your heart this morning? Is that your heart this morning? I'm asking you, church, is that your heart? That you're urgent to get started with the opportunities God has given you and you're urgent to to produce fruit. Listen, if we fail to act with urgency, we're going to miss an opportunity that's right before us or we're going to waste the God opportunity, and God forbid that happen. You'll find out why later. May God help us in these last days to move with urgency and not waste opportunities. What kind of servant? I'm asking you again, what kind of servant are you going to be in these last days? Are you going to be one that makes the most of every opportunity that God opens for you, or are you going to be one that wastes an opportunity? In this parable, two servants made the most of every opportunity, And one servant wasted his opportunity. We need to look at this third servant, the one that was given the one talent. He needs to be a warning to all of us today. Listen, lean in right now. He needs to be the warning for us because this dude had some major problems. You know what his problem was? His problem was he did nothing. He he, he did nothing. His problem was that he wasted an opportunity that God had given him. And listen to what the master said. The master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. This man was wicked because he did nothing. He was wicked because he wasted his entire life. He wasted an opportunity. He had nothing to show. He had nothing to show uh, but a hole when he stood before the master. There he is standing for the master and all he has to show is, look, look at my hole. Look look at this hole. He's saying, look at nothing. I've done nothing. I've wasted everything. I've wasted the opportunities. I've wasted my life, and I've done nothing. And the master replies, you wicked and lazy servant. And Jesus is telling us, listen, it's tragic. It really is. It's tragic that this man has wasted his opportunity and wasted his life. And Jesus is saying to us in this parable how tragic it will be in the end. Listen, it's going to be tragic in the end when you stand before the Lord and you have no fruit to show for all the opportunities that God gave you. Jesus is saying this. Not me. He, Jesus is saying this is going to be a tragic time when you stand before him and you have nothing to show because you did nothing. 
And that's why it's urgent for the church, you and me, for us to wake up and and get to work and stop wasting time and get busy doing the work of the Lord. Paul, you remember in Ephesians, Paul said these words. Paul said, listen, we have to make the most of every opportunity. I'm asking you another question. Are you going to look back 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, if we're still here? Are you going to look back and look back with regret because you missed the opportunities that God put before you? God, help us to make the most of every opportunity. Listen, I'm preaching to what Jesus said. Listen, this is not made up. This is not a fairy tale. I'm telling you what Jesus said. It's going to be a tragic day when you stand before King Jesus in his holiness, in his power, in his righteousness, and all you have done is dug a hole. In other words, you're going to stand there with nothing. Followers of Christ need to make the most of every opportunity. And finally, I tell you this. Followers of Christ will be held accountable for our opportunities. We're going to be held accountable for our opportunities. It says the master returned to settle accounts. That's a, that's a banking term that they were going to check the books and they're going to make sure everything's in line together. He's going to come back and settle accounts. And I got a breaking news alert for all of you, a news flash for you today. One day, listen to me, one day, you, 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 me, all of us, you are going to stand before the Lord and the account's going to be settled. It's going to be settled. You're going to stand before the Lord and you're going to be held accountable for your life and how you lived your life. And Jesus is going to settle accounts in regards to the opportunities that he gave you. And when we stand before the Lord, we see in this story, when we stand before the Lord, we see two different people standing before the Lord. We see the faithful and we see the unfaithful. And look at the contrast between these two. I have it on the screen there, but you see the contrast. Listen. Just want to quickly break this down to you. Look at the difference between the faithful and the unfaithful as they stand before the master and give account for their life. The faithful, they sacrifice to God. The Bible says that the first one brought, he brought. That's a word that ties in uh, to the original language to a sacrifice. In other words, he was bringing his sacrifice before the Lord. He was bringing a sacrifice. This faithful servant was His work had been a sacrifice, and now he's presenting it to the master. He stood before the master and presented his sacrifices. He sacrificed to do God's will. It's a sacrifice to do the will of God. And friend, listen to me. There's a day coming. There's a day coming when we're going to present our sacrifices to Jesus. We're going to present our lives to Jesus. Listen, we are going to stand before him and we're going to present our lives and how we live to him. Whatever you do, don't waste your life on things that have no eternal reward. It's urgent. This faithful were fruitful. They multiplied. How in the world did they multiply? Well, let me tell you how you multiply. First of all, you give your life to Jesus and you stay connected to Jesus because the Bible says apart from Christ, you can do nothing. And so how do you multiply? You begin to uh, let God grow you and then you take your life and then you give it away to others. You pour into others, you encourage others and you serve others. And while you do that, the people around you begin to grow and then you begin to multiply. They were prepared. The faithful were prepared. They were ready. They were ready for the opportunity. Nothing caught them off guard. They were ready and they were focused. There was no distractions that were gonna cause them 
to miss out on the opportunity God had given them. And I just imagine today, imagine the time that we spend today distracted. We get so distracted by things, but think about just those electronic devices that are in in our hands today. And I know they're for good tools and we're using them today to record this service. But think about the hours and the hours and the hours that are wasted away, wasted away doing nothing. And one day Jesus is going to come back. The Bible tells us in the story, one day the master is going to return. Jesus is going to come back and he's going to find some of you doing nothing. He's going to come back and some of your thumbs are going to look like this right here. He's going to come back one day and some of you are going to be doing this. And all you're doing is digging a hole. Doing nothing. How tragic that will be for you. They were joyful. It's a joy to work for the Lord and serve Christ. It's a joy to serve the Lord thinking all that he's done for us. It's a joy. Listen, not only is it a joy serving the Lord, but he says, I welcome you into my happiness. I welcome you into my joy. Listen, just remember, I know there's a work to be done and we get weary and we get tired, but this is not our home. That heaven is in our future and it's going to be a day of joy when we all get there together with Jesus and those ones that have gone on before us. Hallelujah. They were joyful. They were joyful. Boy, you don't want to be around somebody that says they love Jesus and they are not joyful. Boy, that will turn you off quick. They were faithful. They heard the words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Listen, I wonder what you're going to hear one day. What are you going to, listen, this is a direct message to you and to me. It's not a, a group thing. This is to you. What will you hear? Are you going to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant, or are you going to hear, you know what, you, you did nothing. You did nothing. And I'm not trying, listen, I'm, Lord, I ask God to help me, even from last Sunday, the devil tries to get in things and mess with you, but I rebuke him right now. Listen, my heart isn't here to try to make anybody feel guilty. I pray the Holy Spirit will convict you where you are. I'm just telling you the word of God and what God's word says, and I know one day you, you, me, me, every one of us, we're going to stand before the Lord and we're going to give an account, and I hope that my first PH people can say, look, Lord, look what I got, Lord. I'm presenting a sacrifice to you, and I hope nobody here stands and says, I don't have nothing. I have nothing. We got to be ready. Notice the unfaithful servant. Lord, help me, Jesus. Somebody change that clock back 10 minutes. The unfaithful servant was, he was afraid. He was afraid. He was afraid to walk through the door of opportunity. He was afraid to take a risk. Uh, Listen, in other words, he was not trusting in God. He was afraid to step out of his comfort zone. He was afraid maybe he was going to fail. He was afraid of what others might say. He was afraid of being persecuted. I don't know what it was, but the Bible says he was afraid. He was afraid. He was also lazy. He did nothing. He did nothing. He was lazy. God forbid that anybody call themselves a Christian and be lazy. He did nothing. All he did was dug a hole. He wasted his life away in laziness. He was distracted. He missed those great opportunities. I wonder what has you distracted today from actually doing the work of the Lord. Not not sitting out there saying, oh, it's the pastor's job or the staff's job. No, what, what is keeping you distracted from doing what the opportunities that God has given you? What's distracting you? He made excuses. He 
may, oh man, we're just beating this guy up. But you know what? We do the same thing. We, we, we try to make excuses for why we're not living for the Lord or completely surrendered to God's will. We try to make all these excuses, somebody else to do it, or I have this to do, or I have that to do. Listen, if you read this parable, he, he tried to blame the master. He tried to blame the master. He said, master, you, you're a hard man. He was blaming the master, and we do the same thing. We try to blame. We try to make excuses. Listen, I want you to hear me clearly. Listen, in the end, there will be no one to blame when you stand before Jesus. You, you won't be able to blame the pastor. You won't be able to blame the staff. You won't be able to blame the person beside you or anyone in this church. There'll be nobody to blame. No excuses going to hold up at all, friend. You and you alone will stand before King Jesus. And no excuse will work. He was unfruitful. He did nothing. He was wasteful. How sad it be that he wasted his whole life away on things that were unimportant in life. And then finally, I'll tell you, he was disobedient. He, he, read the parable. He says, I, I, I knew, I knew. He says, I knew. This man knew what to do. He knew, he knew what he was supposed to do, but he didn't do it. And the Bible says in James, if anyone knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for him. He knew what he was supposed to do, but he chose to do nothing. We all know what we're supposed to do. We're called to be witnesses. We're called to make disciples. We're called to seek the lost and serve the suffering and share life together. We, we know what we're supposed to do, but so many do nothing. Pastor Kevin, Miss Amy, if you'll come. I have a question for you this morning. You remember what I said at the beginning. I'm challenging you like I've never challenged you before because I want Myla First PH Church in this season, in this time, I want us to be ready. How can, listen, Lord, help me to explain this with your help. How, how can we claim to be followers of Christ yet we do nothing? Jesus is really saying here, listen, there's going to be a transformation that takes place in your life because you've been saved. And I'm going to talk in just a minute about that. But once you're saved, there's going to be a fruit that will follow you. There's going to be a fruit that follows you. The Bible says that there will be, how do you know a tree? You know a tree by its fruit. So there should be some kind of evidence that you've been saved, a work that follows you. So how can we claim to know Christ and do nothing? How can we claim that we're prepared and ready for the return of Jesus Christ, yet we do nothing? Jesus is asking this morning. This is a tough question right now that Jesus is asking everyone in this room. Jesus is asking, are you truly his follower if you do nothing? Are you truly his follower if you do nothing? I'm going to close with verse 28 and 30. Listen to this. This reminds us of what happens if we decide to do nothing. He says, if you do nothing and just fake it, like a lot of people do on Sunday morning, they just come in and fake it, then they go out and do nothing. If we do nothing and just pretend, just go through everything, the motions, just pretend, you know, everybody looking on the outside, they think I'm saved, they think I'm a Christian. But if I just pretend and do nothing, 
If we do nothing and just play church, Sunday after church, or Sunday after Sunday, listen to what the result is. The result was here in this story that this one useless, the Bible says calls him useless in one translation, calls him worthless. This one useless and worthless servant was cast out into outer darkness where there was weeping and gnashing of teeth. And friend, I'm, I'm, I've tried to wrap my mind around all of that. And the only thing I can come back to is that represents just, just a separation from God, a place called hell. And what I really truly believe right now, that listen, I want to share with you this verse right here because I don't want nobody to mistake me. In Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible says that by grace you have been saved. It's by grace. Listen, nobody has earned salvation in here. It comes by grace through Jesus Christ. You realize that, right? No, nobody in here has done anything to try to earn their salvation. You're saved by grace. Jesus, one, listen, 100%, Jesus did it all for us. He did it all for us. And he says this right here. He says, listen, he says, you cannot be saved uh, not from yourself because it's a gift from God. You Listen to this. Hello, I know some of you struggle with this right here. It's not by works that you're saved. It's not by works that you're saved. Then he goes on to say this, that uh, now no one can boast because it's not by our own works. But listen to this. We are God's workmanship. We are God's workmanship. Now that we've been saved by grace, we're God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. To do good works, which God prepared for us in advance to do. So we're saved by faith through the grace of God, through what Jesus Christ did on the cross and through his resurrection. But we've been saved and created as God's workmanship so we can go out and do good works. So with that being said, and what Jesus has said in this parable, if you are truly a follower, he just said, listen, it's a check to the heart. If you're truly a follower of Jesus Christ, then there's going to be some works following you. There's going to be a work. And I'm warning you this morning, I'm challenging you out of a heart of love that you should be urgent to respond to the opportunities that God puts before you. And the opportunity is this morning that, first of all, you have the opportunity to be saved. You have the opportunity to give your life to Jesus. Don't miss that opportunity. Don't miss that opportunity. Don't miss the opportunity to, to give your life to Jesus, to give all of your heart to Jesus like we were singing earlier. Listen to me. It's urgent. It's urgent that Jesus is coming back and we need to be watchful. We need to be ready, but we also need to be working. We need to be working. There's a great harvest. And Jesus said, pray for those laborers. Pray for more laborers. We need people to... Get to work for the Lord. It's time, to get, it's time to get to work and stop playing games so we don't miss out on an opportunity. God help us not to waste them. That's the, listen, you want to leave today with the takeaway? God's given us opportunities. Don't waste them. Don't waste them. Don't, don't waste them. Don't be distracted. Don't lose focus. Listen, can you flip back to that screen with those two con, uh, comparisons there? Faithful servant, unfaithful servant. Which one are you this morning? Which, which one of them, when you see those uh, adjectives there, which one of those describes you? 
Which, which one of those are you this morning? Are you one that sacrifices? Are you fruitful? Are you prepared? Are you focused? Are you joyful? Are you faithful? Or, or this morning did you show up and, and you're, you're fearful to get started and give your life to God? Are you lazy? Are you distracted? Are you making excuses? Are you unfruitful? Are you wasteful? Are you disobedient to what God is? I'm just asking the question, which one are you? I hope and pray that you're faithful. And remain faithful. Because one day you're going to have to settle the account with the master. And that day is coming soon. Would you bow your heads with me right now and let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord, that if there's anyone here today that's lost, doesn't know what it means to be saved from their sins, forgiven of their sin, I pray that right there where they are, they would just confess to you that they're a sinner. And they would just begin to call out to you, Lord, and and put their faith in you and what you did for them on the cross. You took our place, God. We deserved it, but God, you were that substitute, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You gave your life on the cross. You were the perfect sacrifice. Because you died and rose again, I can live forever because of my faith in you. Forgive me of my sins right now. Come on, friend, whoever you are right there, this is an opportunity. Don't you waste it. Don't you waste it right there online. Don't waste it. And you just call on Jesus right now and say, Jesus, save me. Save me and take my life. Take my life, Lord, and use it, Lord. God, take my life and use it for your glory. Use me, Lord, and help me, Lord, to have the faith of God to step out and do a great work for you, Lord, that, that this work will follow me because I am completely surrendered to you. Right there where you are, friends, say, I surrender. I surrender all today. I'm giving my life to you, Jesus, right now. Maybe you need to, maybe you need to rededicate. Maybe you've gotten away from the Lord, and this message has stirred your heart today as the Holy Spirit works right now. I pray that you would just say, Jesus, today is a new day for me. And I surrender all to you. And I will follow you. And I will be a vessel that you can work through. Lord, I pray for this church. I pray right now, Lord, that we would be a faithful church. That one day when we all stand individually, Lord, that we'll stand before you, King Jesus, in your holiness, in your power. I pray that as we stand before you, Lord, and we look into your face, God, that we will hear those words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Come on, friend, don't you want that to be your prayer today? Lord, I pray right now that our testimony will be that we made the most of every opportunity, God, that you gave to us, that we didn't waste anything, Lord. We didn't waste and we weren't lazy, God. We worked hard for you. In Jesus' name, I pray, God, for this church. Let that be our testimony. Nobody looking around, every head bowed. Friend, if you're here today and and you've made a new commitment to Christ, you fully say, you know what, today this spoke to me, and maybe you're online and you're watching, can you just indicate right there where you are, maybe the ones that are gathered here, just lift your hand and say, that's me today, Pastor. I surrendered. I see your hand, sir. God bless you. I see are there any other hands. Come on, we got just another minute or two. Will you just lift your hand and say, today I have fully surrendered. I'm fully surrendered. I'm committed to Christ today. Thank God you can put your hand down, sir. Maybe you're watching online today and you've made that decision to follow Christ. 
first time or rededication, just indicate right there where you are and say, that's me today, Lord. I have, I, I surrender, I surrender. Say, just type it in right there where you are and say, I surrender. In Jesus' name, amen.